Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Samelit64 and welcome back to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside... And as a 9132 Guru. And Steve the American Killjoy who decided it was a good day to sleep in. <laughs> We've it's been fine. here for over an hour waiting for him. It's fine. Oh, stop. <laughs> it's fine. We're all, you know, we're all busy people, we're all busy people. Um, busy, busy watching the inside of my eyelids. Yes, the best way to be. The best way to be. Uh, thank you all, there first you of all, very much for the um, the kind of reaction to last week's uh, episode with the um, first world championship. Hope you know, glad you all enjoyed it. And uh, please keep letting us know which other episodes you want us to review in the future. As you know, I saw quite a few good ones sent our way, so we're getting to those soon. Um, for this week, though, is another one that we've chosen. Uh, mm-hmm. which is the Robot Wars Extreme Series 1 First Annihilator. And guys, what an episode this is. It has so many good machines in it. Oh, it's a banger. Mm-hmm. It's, banger. it's completely Fantastic. loaded. It's just so many good machines. You have, you, know, you have, first of all, I think the headline is definitely Hypnodisc. Um, yes. You know, they, to make things apparent here, this is basically the first spinner in the UK, more or less, there wasn't <laughs> yeah. many others before, like of any notes before this. Right. It was, it was, it was the first like spinner as you would know it today. There was obviously there was lawnmower blades and there was circular saws. There was the, I think a couple tried full body rotation, but it didn't really work out very well. This is the first one that came along and made people realize, oh, these weapons actually work well when you do them right. Yeah. Pretty much, and you know, when it entered in the uh, in the third wars, it was just so dominant, and in the fourth wars as well, so good. Um, we'll, we'll talk about you know how the annihilator works first of all. I think before we actually get onto the competitors, so the the annihilator is you have six robots all into the arena at the same time, and then you, uh, each round you eliminate one. So until mm-hmm. so you go from six down to five down to four and so on until you have one left, which I think is a really really fun format. It's like it's so tough. It's a lot of attrition. You know, you, you have to pace yourself really well and not take too much damage early on. Otherwise, you end up in big trouble. Um, and it's just such a great, great format. What do you guys think? You know, this isn't the first one that actually um, aired for Robot Wars, but this is, you know, the what one that you know I really enjoy. Yeah, the, the Annihilator. I'm a, I don't know how uh, Steve introduces them. I'm sure he'll uh, let you know in a moment. But me personally, of course, I saw the first one when it aired Christmas time uh, in the year 2000, I believe it was, yep. uh, for Series Four, and I was just blown away by how amazing it was. Because <laughs> it's 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 not only. I mean, first of all, seeing six robots in the arena at the same time. Yes, it happened in Series One with the Grand Final, but I hadn't seen that. So this was the first ever time I saw it. And that was crazy enough. And then, of course, it became a, a, a staple almost of Robot Wars, really, didn't it? In fact, there's been six of them in the Classic Wars. And it was something that really did deserve to come back for the reboot and sadly didn't, in my opinion. But I, I, I do. I think it was a really good idea. It was well thought out. It made a lot of sense. And, yeah, who doesn't want to see six robots scrap it up just until one's left standing? I mean, I know. I personally love that. Yeah, Steve? Yeah, definitely. Uh I, I can say that my experience with uh, seeing these annihilators, well, it, it, it's it's kind of spotty uh, because when I was watching the show originally, uh, I kind of lost uh, contact with it after series four, after it was on what was it TNN over here, which became Spike, which also became another channel that I can't remember what it is now. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think the, f- the my first introduction to these kinds of 
these kinds of uh, fights was I think it w- was when uh, Robot Wars Grand Champions broadcasted the Northern Annihilator over here uh, after Series 4 was over. And I think it was uh, there where I thought, wow, this is a really neat format. And it's it, it gives a lot of teams that maybe didn't have the they didn't have the good luck, you know, in the in the main series to make a name for themselves against a lot of really good good teams that maybe did a lot better or teams that still had a, an axe to grind uh, throughout the series. And it really gives a a, a like a, a war of attrition kind of thing where like you 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 fight and then there's there's one robot that comes out and then you only have so much time to make repairs. Then you got to throw throw your robot back in and hopefully what you've done is good enough that you're not the next one to get kicked off the kicked off the uh, totem pole so to say but uh yes yeah, it's, it's just a really cool format yeah it's it's like the ultimate endurance yeah it's, 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 it's almost it's more about survival than it is actually winning i guess is what yeah it's it, it's a good test of the team's capabilities to not only use their robot but also get it ready and prepared if it took a little bit of damage and then get it back in the arena and hopefully win, you know, given the, given given the uh, requirements needed to, you know, stay, stay going. I remember, um, I can't remember who it was who told us, I think it might have been Craig Danby, you can't win a melee, but you can certainly lose one. And I think this is, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of amplified really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So let's kind of familiarize ourselves with these six competitors in this one. Um, In Extreme, it was kind of a different kind of format of show entirely to the main series where it was like lots of different, mini tournaments so to speak all happening at the same time kind of like a almost kind of akin to the fight card format of BattleBots in you know today's world kind of slightly different because obviously the different styles of competition like you know tag team and melees and that kind of thing uh the first one to get through was pussycat uh they beat smidzy and something which by the way can i just talk about something for a second what a brilliant <laughs> robot that is one of my absolute favorites yeah. absolute favorites um Classic, classic Robot Wars incarnate, that is, let's be fair now. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't see that today, would you? Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, Pussycat, um, going into this as a grand finalist from the previous series, such a such an underrated machine, I feel. Like, even oh, today, like it, does, it doesn't get the appreciation that it does, perhaps deserves. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree 100%. It's, it, was a well, it was a perfect combination of brilliant design, brilliantly driven, brilliant weaponry. And it's, I mean, the, I mean, let's be fair now. Pussycat had a circular saw at a time where saw blades had sort of become pointless. <laughs> you know, like the, they were very much a series one, two, maybe three weapon as well. By series four onwards, they'd sort of become a bit obsolete. People were trying to build more axes, more crushers, more heavy spinners, more flippers. And the fact that they were still able to use a saw in even as late as series seven and it still give robots a good kicking was genuinely surprising. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, their blade wasn't exactly you know off the shelf. It was custom made. Oh, I know it was custom made. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, you know, that 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 adds to it. Yeah. Oh, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. And obviously, they um, dominated their mayhem and made it through into the annihilator. Uh, same can be said of um, one of you've already mentioned, Hypno Disc, also a grand finalist. <laughs> They, oh, abs- they got abs- in by the skin of its teeth, lads. Oh, it was so close. <laughs> they destroyed Wheelie. Wheelie Big Cheese is a series semi-finalist as well from the previous series, and it's no slouch. In this fight, it was made to look very amateur. <laughs> um, and Ming Three, which again I've got, kind of gained an appreciation for more and more as of you know as you look at their results and how they performed, 
not a bad machine. Hypnodisc just made it, again, made it look very, very silly and absolutely dominated the pair of them. As, as Jonathan Pierce said, you shouldn't go into the arena with wheels. No, you just shouldn't. <laughs> just just fly. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think that's where I think Ming 3 actually was, was way ahead of its time here because they did well. They went in with wheels, but they came out without them. Uh, yeah, so they were, they were almost there. I mean, yeah. the wheel of big cheese well, like, looked like the wheel was coming off towards the end. It, oh, it was... It's a it sad was sight. It was a sad sight. It, it is, but it's also one of those... This is one of those fights where it's memorable. You do not forget something like this massacre. Yeah. Because that's what it was. It was a massacre. There's no, it wasn't a fight. Let's be fair now. No. No? It no, was yeah. great fun. No, you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> the third competitor into the Annihilator is Arnold A. Terminator. Come on, my son! <laughs> like, really? And, and and seeing who he was up against in the in this in this yeah. mayhem, it's such a surprise to see it get through. Not that I mean, Arnold's a great robot. I mean, but I I just didn't expect it to get through. Well, I mean, Fluffy with all of its uh, technical problems, it just seems to peter out uh, every 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 time something it breaks itself. But with Wild Thing, yeah. it's just such a surprise. Pinning Wild I mean, Thing on that back wheel and kind of having it, you know, hop around for a while, kind of really pushed it in their favor um and mm-hmm. they're just so aggressive throughout getting involved in the fight and causing problems um yeah. of course this is this fight was also very memorable for the holy one from the arena floor flipper <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was fantastic as well um That's so good definitely yeah, big... the... oh sorry go on. My, my my point was just definitely you know the, uh, the underdog going into this annihilator as we'll uh we'll talk about a bit more later but it, for it's, sure. it's certainly a robot that again didn't really get the appreciation it deserved, maybe because it, it's so difficult to break and kill. Yes, it's 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 very unorthodox and uncouth. You look at it, and I mean, no offense to the machine, but it's one of my favorites of all time. It's not elegant, uh, is it? It's not elegant. No, you don't look at that and think, "Yeah, that's gonna win." <laughs> it, it doesn't. Look, but it's just it's so well built. It's so tough, and even when being laid into by five of the of the toughest robots at the time, it just didn't die. Mm-hmm. And it always got stuck in. It, it, it wasn't like some robots where they just duck out for a bit and then come back for a bit. It, it was in there, it was up for a fight, and then it was going to go through or die trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, robot 4 is Splinter. Uh, fortunate. <laughs> fortunate to get through its mayhem, <laughs> considering it was flipped yeah. over without a stream back. Agrobot then dies. Refbot somehow righted Splinter. <laughs> I think I think accidentally it has to be said, but fair enough. And Killatron, Killatron going in the pit, bless them. Uh, but, like I, I love Splinter, but this, even I have to admit this was yeah, this is a bit unfair. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad for the competition that Splinter went through because it's oh, just, it was head and shoulders the best of the three. Maybe Agrobot was yeah. you know up there as well, but you know Splinter was the best of the three. But Killatron had the fight and. Well, That's crazy to even say. Yeah. In series four, <laughs> or a, a series one machine still hanging on. Yeah, it was right. a plastic wheelie bin lid, boys. Yeah, <laughs> that sink in for just a minute. Absolutely, hey. absolutely. It can't be said that this the next robot was a fluke though. Thermidor two, absolutely yeah. oh, dominant man. against Beermoth and Stinger. Yeah, See, we, we and Sam were talking about this brief. Well, I say briefly for the hour before Steve turned up, <laughs> and we, um, we we were mentioning this. And what was interesting was obviously they were trying to uh, basically make Beermoth out to be like the next big thing because obviously they made so many improvements from Series Four to this point. They gave it the the, the challenge bout. 
every single time it was mentioned by Jonathan Beers, oh, it's almost unbeatable. This is one of the best robots around, you know. And of course, I'm like, oh, me being a little kid, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Thermidor's thing, I have no chance. Oh, it's out the arena. All right, <laughs> bye, Beermar. Thanks for coming, lads. Well, that, that was fun. And then, you know, it, it's almost as if, you know, Oh yeah, you know, Beowulf's got out. So you know, Thermidor's you know, still got to struggle against you know Grand Finalist Stinger. Oh no, that's out too. Oh, <laughs> oh okay then. You know, even Chaos Two could you know really deal with Stinger. I think I you know, again another controversial. But I personally think Stinger should have won the fight against Chaos Two. Um, mm, but very close. Either way, you know, Stinger just absolutely outclassed by Thermidor too. It was incredible to watch. And you know, you know, we'll get to the the fight in a minute. But you know, I think it's right. You know, only right that Thermidor was considered such a high-ranking machine in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think it would have been. I, I think if any of those machines had made it through their their mayhem, I mean, well, the, but all of them would have been worthy. But the, the way that the way that Thermidor completely just dominated that mayhem, I mean, that's it, it. It's crazy that it didn't have more success in the main series. Yeah, uh, with with how with how dominant it was other times. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a shame. Yeah, it was either a feast or a famine. Coming in out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's as as Dave Laurie once said, it's definitely a feast or a famine. You just never know what you're gonna get with uh with Thermidor two. Mm-hmm. And the the last mayhem, I mean, it's questionable the quality of this one. Um <laughs> you, you uh, might as well just you might as well have just given Exterminator this one on fun a plate. Fun fact, fun fact. So Panzer Wraith actually did follow on from the Panzer series that it was in series yeah. three. Uh, the guy who built that robot actually replaced my boiler in my old house. What? <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, it, that's a thing. It, now, I, I, will, I would like to just bring up quickly that, in all fairness, uh, quite a few robots were meant to be taking part in a lot of these mayhem qualifiers, but didn't. Supposedly. Supposedly. Oh. Supposedly. So, obviously, that's probably why Cataclysmic Robot and Panzer Wraith were in there as reserves. But like, That was the best they could come up with? I know. <laughs> I guess it all depends on who was available I mean, and who it, was willing. I mean, to be fair, you know, you know, not to take anything away from them, but like, you know, even for the time, you know, Cataclysmic Variable is literally a square. <laughs> Panzer Wraith, fair enough, is kind of interesting to look at, but uh, yeah. there were, I'm sure there were others that they could have chosen. But you know what? Fair enough. You know, I can understand yeah. why, you know, time restrictions and, you know, availability of other teams and things like that. So, and I'm happy that Exterminator was able to qualify because Exterminator's massively underrated as well i think and it, it deserved its place in the uh in the annihilator mm-hmm. yeah definitely really didn't hit its stride until that series seven run really but no. I mean, it, it, it was always there yeah the the, the, the you know i think it's always solid but never had the, the firepower to kind of you know get through and cause the problems that it could do mm-hmm just a shame it took them so long to uh to, to get get the spinner up and running wasn't it really yeah, because obviously they had the axe for so many years, and they decided. I mean, the axe wasn't it. bad. It did. It did the damage. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Well, unless it was series four, then yes, it was. Okay, it yeah. was horrendous. <laughs> but you know, everything else. You know, you look at the. You know, you look at the speed and the power of Exterminator, and it, you know, coupling that with a decent oh, yeah. weapon was always going to be yeah. dangerous to fight. You know, it's. You know, it was a good machine. It was a very solid machine. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So the Annihilator begins. We have all six in there. Thermidor 2, Pussycat, Arnold A, Hypnodisc, Exterminator, and Splinter. Um, immediately, Jonathan Pierce immediately says, you know, my favourites are probably going to be Thermidor and Hypnodisc. So, obviously, they, they tend to struggle early on. Um, everyone <laughs> went straight for Hypnodisc, which 
considering how well it did against Wheelie Big Cheese and Ming, you kind of think that's probably a bit risky, lads. You know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense though. They, they yeah, know that in, in hindsight, yeah, in hindsight, yeah. it does make sense because they're all trying to take stop out the, the disc spinning. biggest threat possible. Just everybody, just bombard them, get them out now. <laughs> and it was working. You know, hit the disc were really yeah. struggling. They, did, they didn't have the time to get the disc up to speed. Thermidor two get in there with a great flip on it as well. Splinter mm-hmm. obviously destroyed by Hypno Disc once upon a time, yeah. getting in there and causing problems for Hypno Disc, which is great to see because obviously you know shows the improvement and the evolution of the robot. Mm-hmm. Splinter and Exterminator fighting over who's got the best axe on it, uh, yep. and the answer is the, the, the flea, obviously. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was just, is, yeah. Look at that! Look at that damage there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, when you kind of compare the scale of damage that hit the disc normally dishes out to what it receives, you know, it's yep. it's it's tends to be. Yeah. What was what was quite upsetting though was just how quick Thermidor lost. Well, I always wonder yeah. what happened to Thermidor. Did it, did its link fall out? It just kind of just stopped, and that was it. There was there was so much going on, and then we just all of a sudden see it get pushed in the sea. Present. Oh, that's it. Is it all right? Yeah, I, yeah. Do, I think I do think the link came out, but it's a shame because again, I think Thermidor Two could have done so well in this, and it it was kind of all over before it started for them, and you know they mm-hmm. it, they didn't really get a and chance. They were to... very unlucky to lose, considering Hypnodisc was barely working as well. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a bigger shock if Hypnodisc had gone out first, but yeah, you know, yeah. fair fair enough. You know, they they just kept going longer than Thermidor, and it struggled quite a lot, and. Yeah, Thermidor going out first, which is a big shock because obviously, you know, we described the way that they defeated Beermoth and Stinger in such mm-hmm. impressive style. You and know, of course, the OP Arnold A. Well, it, was, it, was getting, it was getting in there and involved, which is, again, great to see. You know, nobody kind of expected them to be there, but they just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they did the business and it was great to watch. But yeah, yeah. Thermidor out first. Just in, just insane. Like that, just that, that, that just doesn't. I mean, I mean, with with with, with the amount of robots, of course, one of them has to fall. But when you see Splinter pushing uh, Thermidor into the corner, you don't think that's going to be the last time they move, because uh, they were still kind of spinning their wheels before before Splinter started to make that charge. But then in the middle of that charge, Thermidor just straight up dies. And I don't know if it was the link or if something else went wrong. But uh, yeah, it's it's a shame we didn't get to see that flipper more in this Annihilator because I think we could have seen more robots out of the arena like we did in It's Mayhem. Absolutely. But uh, there's a really funny moment in this where like everybody's fighting in the corner and then you see Arnold just smashing its little pecker into into Hypnodisc in the middle of the arena and Hypnodisc isn't moving, <laughs> but it, it, it sure is winning that fight. Um, yeah. God bless Arnold. Yeah, God, God bless Arnold. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, in terms of Thermidor, obviously didn't get a chance to really show what it was capable of here. You know, what what did you guys think of? Obviously, we discussed them in series eight, of course, because they came back in the reboot, um, mm-hmm. mostly unchanged, but they did come back. You know, as as a competitive entry, we uh, a good friend of the channel, Jevon uh, World of Woodrow, absolutely loves Thermidor too. Mm-hmm. Um, being local to him as well, you know. What do we think of Thermidor as a whole? Like, is is this like a is it a fun robot? Is it a competitive robot, or is it just a very good blend of both? Like, a kind of an, an almost nearly man, if you like. It's it's tough to say because while it, it is, it's very much like you said, feast or famine. And one part of it, it, yes, it was amazing, but it also was terrible at some other points as well. Like, it lost in round one three times, uh, it, but it also made it to two semi finals. So, of course. 
looking at it that way. And it, when it when it did work, it proved it had the beans and the power. So mm-hmm. I guess you yeah you would have to say it was a fun but competitive robot because at the end of the day, it was interesting to look at. It wasn't just a generic basic design. But it was it could still pack a punch. It's just unfortunately it couldn't pack the punch every single time. Yeah. Yeah, it is a shame. I I I do fully uh believe that Thermidor would have made more semifinals uh had it just kept working. because uh, I mean it, it had chances every single time. Uh it, it it was cool to see this team come back with this this improved version after we saw what it was in series three. And it was the little grabbers claws like that was cool and the little what helmet on the front uh <laughs> yeah it, it, it was it, it was a still still a cool looking machine for the time and that when they came back with the flipper i mean it was so uh, good yeah leaps and bounds like when when chaos 2 and uh the big cheese series through like the flippers to look at and then you had uh you had this this show up on the scene you had a. Uh, a, a, a sneaky suspicion like oh this could really do well and then it just never climbed the stairs to victory uh so but i i, I mean I, it's still got a really uh night uh a good place in my heart uh for a robot that sure did try uh but just couldn't just couldn't reach its couldn't reach its full potential uh but looking back on it i mean this looking at this machine i mean this is classic robot wars in my opinion i really like when i think of robot wars i think of thermidor often uh, just I, I just remember the look, and it just was very memorable. And even though it wasn't as successful as it could have been, it's still a nice one to think of every once in a while. Yeah, I completely agree. It's a it's a, it's a nice machine, you know, well made for the time, well driven as well. Nippy had had the power, just couldn't quite put it all together every time. But it was certainly a solid um, fight, and you, you knew when Thermidor was in the arena, it was going to be a good fight either way. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so that's Thermidor 2 out in the first round of the Annihilator. Round 2, so all the remaining uh, machines continue on. And once again, it's Bully Hypnodisc. Yes. <laughs> um, Paul... It's almost like like when I watched the Northern Annihilator back, it, that was Bully Chaos 2. And this is, yeah, this, and this is Bully <laughs> Hypnodisc. And it, they just did not get going at all. They just no. they did get a chance to, they, 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 you know. Splinter, credit to them, were absolutely gutting for Hypnodisc throughout this whole thing. Um, well, they wanted revenge, I think, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, completely understandable. Completely understandable. And obviously Exterminator as well was you know, trying to chase them down. Arnold A, like, it is alluded to throughout. Like In this round, it did take a lot of damage from Pussycat off screen. Yeah. Because Pussycat mm-hmm. was kind of left to deal with Arnold A as everyone else is bullying mm-hmm. Hypnodisc. And it really did get damaged Arnold Day in this round. They were, I think they were quite fortunate that hit the disc and eventually uh, exterminator kind of were struggling so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, exterminator at one point getting the you know the axe fully fully onto hit the disc's disc. So I think it probably was exterminator in the first round that was doing the damage because I think their axe is a little bit more significant, let's say, than than mm-hmm. Spartus was. It's got more behind it, sure. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, um, but in the end, it was, Exterminator was the one that kind of just ground to a halt and died. I think they hit the floor at some point. They uh, they lost a link. Yeah, the link. Yeah, I think they. Pussycat hit them in the back at the same time or something, and the link. Yeah. But it was enough force not the link out or something. Yeah, when the when the I think the axe came down and then like Pussycat hit them around the same time and it it just that was it. There was nothing else, nothing else to do for Exterminator, which is a shame because again you know it's such a difficult machine to kill. I don't think at any point 
it like just died on its own whim in Robot Wars history, as far as I'm aware. No, like it, it always did take a good caning. It never just broke down. Even against Typhoon later on, in you know, obviously way down the line in series uh, series seven, it, it was just a robot that just mm-hmm. had a habit of not dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and of course, this, this resulted in the best floor flip ever. <laughs> get, throwing it vertically and then just getting stuck underneath the flipper. Um, Silly. But again, Hitmanists consider themselves very lucky. Definitely. Um, uh, the, like, yeah. yeah. I think this is a, like, another yeah. example of like, I think, so the filming for Robot Wars Extreme was kind of split around Series 5. So I think this came after Series 5. This really? Is, um, and I think at this point, Hitmanist has already been through an entire series of Extreme, an entire series of Series 5, got to the yeah. final was a bit worn out by this point. You know, these days you didn't really yeah. have spares as such. Yeah. By the time, remember, they, yeah. remember they, they, they did take a lot of damage from Firestorm of all robots, didn't they? Because uh, they, they couldn't actually continue their fight, you know, yeah. have a rematch in the, in the uh, third and fourth place playoffs. So mm. yeah. I, I also just want to quickly make a shout out here to Marlon Pritchard from Exterminator, because if you didn't notice, um, Simon, yeah, Simon Baldwin had to go back to work. So <laughs> he had to do both the driving and the weapon control, which... Cannot have been easy, considering yeah. it's two different controls. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> fair play to him for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, these days you can obviously just have a controller set up to deal with both. Um, yes. But back in the day, maybe not so much. It might have just been difficult with the, the signals and whatever else. I don't know. I'm not an expert in... Yeah, like, uh, I, I don't know if they had, like, multi-channel, like, e- like e- really easy programmable multi-channel controllers. I'd, like, I have one... I imagine not from, in, in, from like, 2001. Yeah, like I have a yeah, I have a. Let me see. Oh, he's away from the mic. Yeah, I have a uh from my my lightweight robot that I have. I have a a a T six X A Futaba remote, and I don't really know what you would have done here to to do like multiple weapons and stuff like that because they had Shremex on the sides. Where I have a a channel that I can I can flip between the uh, the elevator and the the uh, FLP. I don't know. Uh, but uh, it's uh, that that's the the button that flicks the flipper. But I don't I mean, there's a lot of channels on here that I could probably do something with. But like, I don't know if back then they had capabilities or if it was just easier to split the, the duties between two remotes. And then yeah. they they couldn't put it onto one remote, you know, in a short amount of time. It might have been a time thing. So and of course, all yeah. the electronics in those days was all custom made. So, yeah, in a, in a, again, today, you kind of it's. A lot, a lot of things are now a lot more plug and play, whereas back yeah. in the day, definitely not. So it probably would have been yeah. a hassle to sort out quickly. So fair play to to Marlon to, for doing such yeah. a good job, though. Because I think, I think, yeah. it, I think it is a, basically a case of ease thing. Like some roboteers, like George Francis and Graham Bone, they found it easy to have the weapon control on the robe on on one on the same controller. Mm-hmm. But then so a lot of people have preferred to split it. I mean, I believe uh, I can't remember his name now, but the guy who created the house robots on the uh, house robot DVD. He said that all the house robots had one person doing the driving, one person doing the weapon operation because it was easier that way. So one could focus yeah. on driving, one could focus on weapon operation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. It's a yeah personal preference, but I think in this case it's just a case of well, I, I think if you remember, we had uh, Michael Davis from the Panic Attack team at one point helping him out, didn't he? Yes, mm-hmm. I remember in the mayhem, didn't he? Yeah, no, think... it would have been cool to see him in there again, but sadly not. Um, but yeah, Exterminator. Again, we've, we've kind of alluded to them, you know not really get hitting their stride until right at the end of the show's run, but 
I feel again it, it goes under the radar quite a lot that it's just it always loses. I mean, maybe not in series five, it was a bit unlucky, but it always loses to a solid machine. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's in its history, it lost to Panic Attack a few times, Wild Thing, obviously Corkscrew in series five, a bit unlucky, Firestorm, mm-hmm. and then eventually Typhoon in series seven. It's a very yeah. very good robot. Yeah, I mean you've you've got chat you've got champions both former and future in there you've got grand finalists in there. the only one that really wasn't a top dog was corkscrew and even then that was a very competent spinner even though it didn't yeah. work in series five but you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh that was the end of exterminator in the annihilator which oh. is a shame yeah. and so, of course that did mean in fact that exterminator was exterminated every time like, Craig. like Craig on every All right, cool. time. thanks for having me guys i'll uh see myself out <laughs> every time Every time. Um, round three wasn't much of a round, really, because... <laughs> but it was funny. Hypnotist just did not go at all. I mean, nope. it, it did for the first few seconds, and then, it, it, then that was... I think the link fell out. I genuinely do, because the disc was spinning at the start, and then... It just started slowing down, didn't and that, it? And that was done. Um, if, if so, that's got to be the worst link failure I've ever seen in Robot Wars. At least usually they get bumped, but this one didn't... Because no one even touched it. It moved, like, I I think think, it moved like three inches forward and just stopped. I think Splinter <laughs> yep. might have con- like contacted it at some point, but it wasn't much. And maybe in fairness, maybe, 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 maybe they were just tired. They were fed up. They've been bullied for two fights. Like, nah, I don't want any more. Yeah. We'll give them a show. We'll let them. Because we'll, let's be honest, right? As well, it stopped right next to the pit. Come on. Yeah, it was it was unlucky. Um, I think they were they were definitely struggling throughout, and it's a shame because we you know we hit the disc for me. Is always a robot that I look I look forward to seeing in classic Robot Wars if ever if ever I'm watching it because it's just mm-hmm. again you know when it goes in the arena something amazing will happen either to it or to the opposition, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen here. It was a no, real yeah. shame. Although I did like Splinter and Pussycat trying to fight over who gets to pit it. <laughs> <laughs> Splinter wanted that revenge, and then Pussycat. It was like I don't know if you guys ever played Call of Duty at all, but it's like when you're about to kill someone and someone steals your kill. That was literally what happened. Splinter was like, right, I'm going to pit it. And then Pussycat's like, lol, see you in a bit, mate. <laughs> and, and, as punishment, Pussycat is pitted by Splinter as well. <laughs> um, Hypnodisc, as we've mentioned, just an absolute icon of classic Robot Wars. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a particular favourite moment of theirs? I mean, there's, there's a lot to choose from. Ooh, gosh, yeah. Um, being honest, I would probably say their mayhem fight, actually, uh, that we've mentioned earlier, really? just because... Yeah, because it was. Oh, I don't know. There have been so many good ones. I, I love. The, oh, it's difficult with this because there have been some absolutely fantastic moments with them, both on when they're on the receiving end of good luck and bad luck. Yeah. Um. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. My favorite fight of this is a fight against one hundred and one. Fair enough. Of how close it was, but actual favorite moment, I think, just seeing it absolutely annihilate Weedy the Cheese and. And being through without even breaking a sweat is pretty high up there. Fair. Yeah, it's uh, there's a, there's so many good moments. I mean, back when like the the internet was just starting to be a thing and it was starting to really build traction, I remember my dad and I uh, we got access to a a series three fight uh, like early over here because it was still getting. Uh, I guess I don't license. I don't know how, how PBS over here did licensing for for uh, overseas shows with the BBC. But um, before we had actually seen series three, uh, we 
found a, a video of Hypnodisc fighting Robogeddon, and that was just miles and miles ahead of anything we had seen in series two. We're like, whoa, I cannot wait to see this machine uh, just tear things up. And uh, it did. And then I, 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 my favorite fight, I don't know, man. Um, I, I still like their fight against, uh, what is it? Predator and uh, Razorblade in, in series oh. four. I, I always have a soft spot for that fight. I just, just a complete domination. Uh, but I mean, it, it's, it's hard to beat. And even in a losing effort, it's still hard to beat the first fight that it had against Bigger Brother in yeah. Series 5. Even in a losing effort, it's still such a great fight and such a cool story. And I was sad to see it go, to, go out, but so happy for the Watts family to make a final. Uh, but, I, I mean, there's so many good fights that it's been through at this point. Uh, it, it, it's just a shame that we really didn't get to see it really go in against pussycat in this fight because it wouldn't have been nice to see some revenge from series four uh but didn't didn't get the chance this time i think it had just gotten too bullied in the earlier rounds it yeah. just didn't have it just didn't have anything left which is a shame but yeah hypnodisc is is still one of if not my favorite classic robot wars robot for a good reason yeah um it's, it's always spectacular to watch isn't it sure absolutely um i mean for me i I think the Bigger Brother one is right up there. I actually really like the fight it has with Atomic 2 in its heat. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. It, like it's, it, cause it starts off like kind of a bit shaky. It, you know, it's doing a bit of damage and then Atomic flips over. You think, oh, my God, it's happening. Yeah. And then, oh, no, it's not. Because <laughs> there's nothing like Because Atomic has absolutely just been shredded. That is such a spectacular like dismantling. And then it was so bad because Atomic didn't come back for the next yeah. series. Um, That's crazy. Going off of what Steve said earlier about in losses, I mean, I, I, you could always argue it's lost to Pussycat in Series Four was yeah. always a great moment as well. Yeah. Just, I mean, you, you've got the with 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 the bigger brother fight, you've got the slow comeback. With this one, it's just the oh my god, it one hit KO hit this. What the hell just happened? Yeah. <laughs> no one thought that was going to happen. It was certainly mm -hmm. incredible. Then, uh, as as Steve already said, hit the disc is just so incredible to watch. And you know, if if any of you listening has never seen. Hypnodisc fight for whatever reason, you know, maybe you you know from the US and not really watched much classic Robot Wars. You know, there are some amazing, just like maybe not on the scale of BattleBots at the time because we were a few years behind, but like because of the level of the UK competitor, Hypnodisc was just able to just cleave through them like it was nothing, and yeah. it, was, it was always amazing to watch it fight. Amazing to watch. That's the thing. It, it it definitely had a good chance of winning series four had it just gotten past Pussycat. Oh, I think Chaos Two would have had a lot of trouble with a Shremek capable Hypno Disc yeah. uh, always coming back. I mean, it would have had to get him out of the arena. George wouldn't have had a choice. Uh, or pit it, yeah. Or I just hope it broke down. Uh, I don't but, know. I mean, to be, to be fair, the, the only reason it lost, to, I think, the only reason why it was lost the first series is because of radio interference. It barely moved. Yeah, in the final yeah. series four, it never had that problem, so it yeah. probably would have done very well. Yeah. yeah, we still got a good final in series four, though. I, oh, so, we I, did. I mean, I mean that there's no there's no arguing that. I don't want to take that away from Pussycat, but no. we'll discuss that in episode yeah. three of these classic war reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll let the people decide who what, what they want next. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. The disc sadly out of commission for now, uh, which means that I suppose a semi-final, if you like, or round four. Mm -hmm. is left with uh, Splinter, Pussycat, and the surprise Arnold A, who is still going and uh, having yeah. been repaired extensively from the second round. 
And you can clearly tell at this point, this is at this point in the analysis starts to get a little tactical because, you know, the clear top dogs are Splinter and Pussycat at this point. Mm. You know, mm. either one of them in the final is probably going to beat Arnold, eh? Yeah. And Pussycat absolutely... Like, if you look at Splinter at the end of this fight, it is battered. <laughs> it is absolutely wrecked. And Pussycat is... Again, you don't notice it for ages because Pussycat's blade is kind of... It's not a subtle weapon because it does the damage, but, like, you know, it, it just gradually builds damage so quickly. Mm. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. The, the fight that... Again, another fight you should probably go and watch is... It's a fight against Thermidor 2. You just don't notice how much it gets damaged and then suddenly, oh my god, it's wrecked. <laughs> like, yeah. how did this happen? <laughs> it's kind of similar to that. But yeah, Pussycat in this fight is just absolutely relentless against uh, Splinter. And it just causes damage, oh, like slowly, uh, gradually builds up, builds it up, builds up until mm-hmm. Splinter just flat out dead. Yeah. Yeah, he got managed to chop its area off in the end, didn't it? He did, um, yes. Well, I mean, which again, is just amazing kill there. Because... Aerials aren't like the easy things to hit, especially with a spinner. So to be able to do that so well was actually incredible. And obviously also, losing its blade. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's another thing I want to say. Is like it was able to do all this damage despite the fact that its blade wasn't on properly. What the hell? <laughs> Calm down, pussycat. It's just such a good yeah. machine. And, you know, so, so well engineered. Yep. But we have to give credit where it's due to Splinter. They did very well as well in this Annihilator. They got themselves stuck in there. And they didn't. it wasn't like they, they went... You know, when without a fight, they were getting themselves stuck into all the action as well. Yes. All three robots were, and I'd even argue this was probably—I don't know—because the opening melee was awesome. But I would probably argue this is maybe the best start fight of the annihilator. I mean, this whole annihilator is amazing anyway. But yeah. you know, watching Splinter know. like kind of get involved I, as well, like so much and just kind of like they—I think Pussycat more so kind of laid back and kind of let everyone else kill each other first. Splinter didn't mm. like Splinter was in there the whole time and causing problems for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Spl- Splinter was pushing Pussycat around a lot, especially in the earlier rounds, just just mm. getting in and moving it across the arena. Like this is a this is a series four grand finalist. <laughs> this thing yeah. got second. It's it, it's no slouch. Uh, and and had it not you know used the blade that wasn't supposed to be used in series three, it probably would have done a lot better in series three. So really give that. I, I got to give a lot of credit to Splinter because the the last time I think the last time I I had seen this particular fight before Series Five, so I don't know anything about Splinter Series Five at this point. Uh, but knowing Splinter from Series Four, uh, making it through and then just dying to Hypno Disc in a most spectacular fashion, and just seeing it fall apart in front of my eyes, seeing how well it was put together this time and how it it just it just wouldn't die often. Uh, it, it, it just shows how much of an improvement it had made over its Series 4 entry. Uh, and it was just really cool to see uh, a robot come back and a team come back stronger and better than ever. This is what you want to see. You know, you want teams that go back. I mean, this this team obviously had some had some experience with previous entries with Ivanhoe. And and it, it, like it was really it was, it was just cool, to, cool to see a, a robot like this really get stuck in a bunch of a bunch of uh, amongst a lot of really good machines. Uh, yeah, that was that. That's really all I want to say. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's a shame they just couldn't quite make it to the final and uh, yeah. f- falling at the last hurdle, really. But you know, I think all yeah. the rounds of getting involved and causing the you know, having damage sustained really starting to, you know, catch up with Splinter. And in the end, obviously, Pussycat taking the aerial off. But yeah, what can you say? It's, it's a shame for Splinter, but there you go. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> the final, and I think it's 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 very good to point out at this point because um, they do allude to it in the show that um, Arnold A has taken so much damage throughout that you know the Pussycat team themselves were also helping out to fix Arnold mm. A because they didn't you know Arnold A have only got so much they can do themselves. They have had a lot of help from other teams to make sure that this fight was as good as it could be, and they last the five minutes with yeah. Pussycat, which is incredible. Like, not many teams can do that. No, yeah. like, even, like you know, yeah. Even this this episode solidified my love for Arnold A, and this is because this yeah. is why he just did not die. Although yeah. a, a little bit of, I mean, it kind of. Does anyone want to say spoiled it for me a little bit? But I did speak to the English family, uh, Robo Nerd, last year, and I said, "Oh, that 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 final was amazingly close," and they said, "No, it wasn't." And they gave me a lot of behind the scenes details, and I was like, "Oh," and they were like, "Yes, they very clearly beat us. It wasn't even close." I was like, "Oh, okay, then yeah. fair and, enough." And in fairness, <laughs> like watching the fight back, I, I watched the, the uh, episode earlier today before we recorded this, and like it gets absolutely trashed by. Pussycat. <laughs> like yeah. the whole front's kind of caved and it's kind of lost drive on one side as well. It's just in absolute pieces. And credit to them for keeping going for five minutes, but it was it was Definitely. it was not a contest. Pussycat absolutely had this. Um mm-hmm. they did a little waltz together. They did, they did point. they had a little wow. embrace, didn't they? In the uh <laughs> in the hammer. It was it was a great fight between two really lovely teams, and it was it was great to see both of those robots at um Robo Nerd last year, it has to be said. Um, Definitely. still still kicking about um, I'm going to talk about a little bit about Arnold A first um, which is why was not this robot not in series 5 because Juggernaut no. 2 was needed to be seen more apparently uh, it's it's so sad because I, I do wonder like, it, it, as we said it's not the most you know pretty it's not the most it doesn't look like it would be a good I, I, I like it, it, it. It doesn't look like it would be as confident as it is it, it, it's an erector set on wheels but it's so, <laughs> it's so solid it is so solid, and it did, and it did, you know, it fought some great robots, you know, in, in this Annihilator, and in Series 4, it did work, you know, it survived against Behemoth and Exterminator. Definitely, it, it gives me, um, uh, you know, for the for all the BattleBots fans, like, it gives me serious Doctor Inferno Jr. vibes, in that it doesn't look like it should do well, but it just does. Very competent, and just very well-driven, and always going, always, always using always his aggressive. weapon all the time. Always aggressive. Always aggressive. I mean, okay, the weaponry has a lot to be desired, I'll admit. The lifting forks were relatively effective, but were quite small, so they, they didn't get underneath things as easy as they could. Uh, the axe, let's be honest, wasn't the strongest in the world. But, it, it, you know, that, it didn't need to be. It was still entertaining seeing it get stuck in and try. Yeah. And I'll take, similar, over, I'll take yeah. that over, over something else any other day of the week. Yeah, it, it's similar to... Like, like maybe its hammers aren't. Maybe its hammer isn't really doing a whole lot of damage, but it's still scoring points. Similar to like with a. I'm gonna make a parallel to a BattleBots competitor, Dissector. It's 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 sledgehammers are not gonna do a crazy amount of damage to the super heavyweight class, uh, but it's still landing hits and landing points. You know, it's it's still yeah. gaining aggression points. It's a, it's a huge contention of 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 winning in this in this sport. You have to constantly keep using your weapon. We've even gotten to the point of you lose your weapon, you lose a huge chunk of your points. You know, you have to have an active weapon. It's very important for this, for this sport to be able to say that you're using your weapon effectively against your opponent. It's, it, it, it's, it's a huge criteria for winning a match. 
but it, it 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 does start to show, <laughs> especially late on in this match, that uh, there is, there is a definite quality yeah. difference, isn't there, between these two yeah. machines? You know, Arnold Dave, yeah. you know, for the praise that we do give it, Pussycat is just another level, and it's just I, I want to talk about Pussycat now for a start. Okay, yeah, fine, um, definitely. So, as I mentioned at the start of this, I feel like Pussycat doesn't really get the appreciation that it deserves because. It, it, yes, it had a, you know a few good series, but I kind of feel like it gets swept under the rug quite a lot. You know, you, you know, if you ask people to name five Robot Wars machines, you get, yeah, you get your neutral Chaos Two, Razor, Hypno Disc, Firestorm, maybe Panic Attack. Pussycat yeah. doesn't really get remembered quite as you know, maybe not as fondly. It's just it's a shame because this this robot is so good and it's just so amazingly driven by obviously now the late um, David and Alan Gribble, yeah, um, which is a real shame. Um, it's just such a nice robot to watch fight. It, it's it's always fast. It's always getting you know being aggressive and getting in the opponent's face. It always does damage. It's just there's a lot of energy about it, and it just it just it's amazing to watch in the arena. And yeah, for me, like, I, I feel like it, you know it doesn't get the maybe not the respect that it deserves because it's just it, like it's such a unique design there's nothing else like it there is nothing else like it you know I, you know a, a thwackbot like stinger i guess it's very unique and interesting there is nothing like pussycat there not there will not there will be nothing like pussycat again i, know. I think even if, it, even if anybody makes something similar to that design you're going to think oh that's a pussycat design or like like when you when you see people build horizontal spinners like oh it's a tomb clone you know like like it, it it's it's that kind of iconic uh shape that just you had to be a mad scientist to come up with that idea to think like oh let's make sure that we always have a wheel on the ground at all places so that we can't get stuck in any place at all and uh it's just a a marvel of engineering uh, a really really competent design that definitely showed its metal every single time it fought um but uh yeah it's just a shame that it never made another final because it just I, I I know that it was still competitive, especially like even in series seven, like it was still going. But uh, I think the sport was starting to move on to to higher speed, and we alluded to it earlier. Uh, it started moving on to higher speed weapons, and it 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 just kind of just couldn't keep up. Uh, I mean, you, you say that. Yeah. I mean, it's it won the All Stars, maybe fortunately, but it still won the All Stars in, yeah. in that yeah, series. That's true. Yeah, it's it's maybe the only robot in the win all three of the big three stars, the tag team and the Annihilator. Couldn't bring it to the main series. Well, I mean, outside series four. And also for all, all of the big three, you know, it fought Chaos 2, just lost, fought Hit the Disc and won, fought Razor twice and won twice. <laughs> like, yeah. not many teams can say, oh yeah, and, we fought Razor more than once and didn't lose. <laughs> right. And they, was, they were so close to being Chaos 2 as well. Like They had every right to have won that, in all fairness. Yeah. But... They fought all the big names. But... They fought Panic Attack. They fought Firestorm. They fought Dominator and won. Mm. You know, they fought so many big machines. You know, they beat Fluffy despite losing their weapon and getting absolutely <laughs> clouted in the face, pretty much. It's just... It, it... <sighs> I feel like you know, and you know, yeah. I think even in Series Seven, it doesn't really get the respect it deserves because it fought a very good M two and gave it a good yes. run and nearly beat it. Yeah. It's just, it's just such a cool machine, and yeah. it's absolutely one of my, you know, probably just second to Terahertz for me. 
it's I hold yeah. it in that high regard. It's just so lovely, and the team are lovely, and there's, it just seems <laughs> like, you know, it's it's just a wonderful robot. It's an absolutely wonderful robot. Great addition to classic robot wars. I don't think it would have been classic robot wars without Pussycat. Um, so yeah, I completely yeah. agree. And it was lovely and to see then, a Robo Nerd last year as well. That was, you know, it was, it was it good was. to see that, that and Arnold Day together again. Yes, definitely. Um, that pretty much sums up the uh, Extreme 1 Annihilator. So to give you the running order, once again, eliminated uh, in first round was Thermidor 2, then Exterminator, then Hypnodisc, then Splinter. Arnold Day finishing second, a valiant second to eventual winners pussycat um what do we think of the episode as a whole i mean for me like the annihilator format is a really cool format anyway i think this and the northern annihilator one in series four i think that these two are just the best two of the lot mm. and i think this one just edges it for me because it just has a really nice you know the underdog doesn't quite win it i think you know as much as spikosaurus winning was very cool you know the the big you know the big favorite you know chaos two was eliminated quite early on he dominated two while it is a favorite it's still a bit you know still a bit of a new you know newbie kind of learning way. yeah whereas pussycat is a you know proper series grand finalist veteran at this stage you know and arnold is still giving it a fight for for five minutes See, I'm the opposite view on that on, th on that regard, just simply because I, in all five of the Northern Annihilator fights, all the robots worked for part of the battle, if that makes sense. Mm. Hypnodisc not working in the third one kind of let it down a little bit for me. But this is still an amazing episode, and, it's, and it has every right to be considered one of the best of the classic days. I mean, we've all got you know our favourite classic robots episodes. I know Sam's very fond of a Heat P of Series Three, for example. <laughs> well, um, I think um, I think actually <laughs> mentioning that Owain um, said to us the other day that he said this is his favourite uh, classic Robot Wars episode yes. ever. Yes, and and I can understand that entirely. I mean, I I personally think the Northern Island is slightly better just because one, it's got a better underdog story. Two. I didn't. I didn't mind the favorite losing so early because it meant that we got to see more of the other machines that had a lot to prove still at that point. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, just just because all, in every single fight, all the robots actually did something. It, you know, I mean, I, I guess that's nitpicking, but you know, it's just it, I'm a nitpicky kind of guy. But it's still a really good episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm in the same camp. I mean, I I I do love the Northern Annihilator. I mean, that was the first one I watched. Uh, so it, it was really cool to see Spikosaurus come out on top of that. Because um, you, you look at that design, and you're like, no, not with that group of robots. <laughs> but it, 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 it somehow it, yeah. it does the, it, it, it does the thing. It just it just well not that thing. It it does the, the correct. <laughs> that robot can actually never do the thing because of the way it's designed. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, this this episode watching it back and finally you know like in my my. Uh, experience of watching robot wars like I, I i had fallen off watching it after series four because it had moved to tech tv and i didn't have that we didn't have that in our channel subscription we actually had it at my uh my grandmom's house but i would never be over her house at the time when these episodes were airing so it was all weird but um it was really cool when i was finally going back when i was in high school finally going back and watching all these old robot wars episodes that i had missed and it, it was really cool to see this format and more of this, you know, because I, I, I didn't know any more existed. I was a stupid 14 year old kid. 
Um, so I, I, I had no idea that there was more. There was so much more to see. Like I like when I when I first heard about the Extreme Series, I'm like, oh, this has got to be like really campy and like like WWE kind of like just like oh throw two people in a ring and just like whatever you know like oh it's a specialist and the other like 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 make it really campy and stuff like that because i had always heard heard that well i i guess that's more of extreme two than than one but uh it's it was it was, it was just a really cool fight to see with the, with all these all six of them very very capable very capable of winning this uh even arnold because he made it all the way to the end mm. and i give him a lot of credit for sticking in there uh, and I give uh, Splinter a lot of credit for sticking in there so long, and th- a lot of veterans falling early, and the Thermidor falling early, th- Hypnodisc falling early. I do wish that Hypnodisc was working longer in this fight because it just—it's just a shame to see it just die in the third fr- round. It's like ah, uh, there's too much in my mind. I'm like, oh man, if it just kept going, because I'm 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 a Hypnodisc fanboy to the end. I I always have been, always will be. But, uh, because you just want to see wanton destruction from that thing. Because it just—it's so powerful that it's either it going to kill—it's going to kill something or kill itself. And that's that—that's all the things that I want. Uh, but I, I was really happy to to watch this back again. It was kind of brought some back some nice memories. I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, but this was one of those early, early episodes that when I first started going back and digging through old Robot Wars episodes that I hadn't seen, I came across this one. I'm like, oh, this is this is just exactly what you want in in in, in a fight. You know, just a lot of good good action a lot of really nice stories you know it was cool to see uh the gribbles get get a trophy you know in in, in a sense uh well, but I uh but... <laughs> yeah, i know because we didn't see it on screen i would i, I sure would hope they could have gotten something because it would have been nice to see that on screen but uh it, it was cool to see them get get the recognition they deserve because that that robot is so far and away one of my favorites uh it, it, it's always in my top three at least because i had just how just wonderful it is and how, how what it brought to the sport what innovation it brought you know and i i wish more robots did more stuff like that where we kind of had didn't have this like meta now where like we always build these boxy four-wheel drive robots with spinners on them you know what i mean like it's it, it was there was i hate to sound like a hipster but there's a lot more variety uh back then uh than there is now but i mean we still get a lot of really nice a lot of really nice uh designs at this point i mean at this point if you're watching the if you're watching the podcast this all the way through the people who are going to be mad in the comments are long gone um <laughs> but uh yeah it's it, 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 it was it, this was just a really cool episode i'll leave it at that before i dig myself a deeper hole the last thing i want to ask you guys is given the uh, of the potential field who could have been in this annihilator so in like all the mayhem losses and winners and whatever else could this been, have been improved in any way with the lineup, or is this like the actual peak? What you know could, could have been improved. The only one I can think of, for me, is possibly having maybe Beermoth in, in there instead of Thermidor. But Thermidor was so good, and then, oh. and then and then again maybe having Wild Thing or Fluffy in there instead of Arnold Day. But Arnold Day did so well to get to the That's final. You can't I was going to really say that. It. Too. You can't you can't take that away from Arnold because Arnold was so good in this episode, man. It just yeah. I, I I don't know how you I don't know how you prove it. It's it's yeah, you're it's, stuck it's tough. A, it's very tough. You're, you're, you're stuck between a, a rock and a robot place, man. It's not fun. Yeah, I I don't think you could improve this annihilator. You could definitely make a better annihilator if you had the sure. choice of robots, but actually improving it. 
I don't think so because, like, like you said, even the the weaker robots, like maybe for example, Splinter didn't deserve to get through. Um, Arnold A was considered the weakest robot of the of the Annihilator. It would have been great to have seen Wild Thing in there as a former semi finalist, two times semi finalist. Yeah. At the point, but at the end of the day, they all are what made it special. Seeing Splinter do as well as it did, despite taking all the punishment it took, was brilliant. Seeing Arnold A get stuck in and continue and have a near perfect underdog story was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm kind of with Sam because maybe if Bearmoth was in there instead of Thermidor, maybe Bearmoth would have lasted a bit longer. But but, yeah, but, but, that, but Thermidor did so yeah. well in the in the mayhem, it was it, it deserved its place. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was doing well early on. It just it just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So. There you go. There you go. Well, that was. Very enjoyable. I, I th- really enjoyed going back to watch uh, this episode, and I hope uh, you guys enjoyed listening to our ramblings about it. Um, <laughs> I, I certainly did. Uh, it's just, it's it's just such a wonderful episode. Go and watch it. There will be a link to uh, the episode in the description on YouTube. So go and go and watch that. Um, with that said, though, I have been Sam Elliott sixty four. I've been Anderson nine one three two zero. Was Guru, and I've been Steve the American Killjoy. And we will decide what we're going to be reviewing next time um, from your suggestions. So keep suggesting to us. Let us know what you want to see. We've got a few ideas already, but go and do it. We'll see you then. Yeah.